Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her vindication shines out like a dawn and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication and fall the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a few names that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord. 
we know from the Hebrew scriptures that when the Israelites were uh, on the Exodus, you know, they were going through the desert and go from one place to another, they had the tent of meeting. And within the tent of meeting was a special place where the tabernacle was, and that's where God was present. Then later Solomon built the temple, and within the temple was the Holy of Holies, and there the tabernacle was as well, and that was where God was present. The amazing thing we hear in this gospel, and in the story of, of the birth of Jesus, is that Mary becomes the temple. Mary becomes that place where God is present with us. I think it's also important for us to see that that God came into the world by Mary, into a world that was really very difficult. In fact, I think we can see from this that it was a way for God to say that I especially want to be with those who have so little and have nothing. Mary and Joseph were in a, in a terrible situation, if you think about it. They were strangers in what was supposed to have been in his hometown. None of the relatives were there, apparently, to take care of them. And they ended up in what amounted to a barn with, uh, as some scholars believe, the, the cattle would be in one part of this uh, shelter, and then in the other part, the, the family would live, and they could sleep there, and with the animals providing some warmth uh, through the uh, cold Middle Eastern nights, and sometimes it gets pretty cold there. This is the world that God chose to come into. I find that we would never do it that way. We would never do it that way. But God chose to come among the poor, among the needy, among the homeless, among those who are without, not those who have so much. So I think that seeing this, we see something about the nature of God. But I believe also something about what God is calling us to. And that is to be present with those find themselves in such need and reach out to them and to help them. Our participation in this mystery of the Incarnation only begins at Christmas. For like Mary, we have been called to bring the love of God into a world that is in such need of God's love, God's grace, God's mercy, God's justice. And Mary is called to be God-bearing bear the presence of God, the presence of Christ, into this very needy world in which we live. Just as God used
lift up yourselves to the great meaning of the day, and dare to think of your humanity as something so divine and precious that it is worthy of being an offering to God. Have the privilege to make that offering as complete as possible, keeping nothing back, and then go out to the pleasures and duties of your life, having been born anew into His divinity, as He was born into our humanity on Christmas Day. May you be filled with the love, the joy of Christmas, the love and the joy of Christ with us, of God Emmanuel. And may you go from this place committed to share all of that with the world out there. Amen.
for the sick and the suffering, for the hungry and oppressed, for those in prison and for those who suffer from violence and war. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Remembering in thanksgiving Joseph and Mary and all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another to the living God, through Jesus Christ. Son of God, child of Mary, born in the stable in Bethlehem, be born again in us this day, that through us the world may know the wonder of your love. Amen. The peace of the Lord be all with you.
you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took a cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming forward, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all. Presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacraments of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ. And bring us to that heavenly country, where with Mary and Joseph and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are both today. Our
Almighty, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.